Romans 8:26 says likewise the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do know we do not know how to pray as we ought but that very spirit intercedes with groanings too deep for words and the version that i use or have learned is size too deep for words. I was going to say the the only grown ins too deep for words I've had were definitely not in a spiritual context. (laughs) Leave it at that. Groaning goes in different ways, but size are, you know. Welcome to episode 266 of Pup Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverends Shannon Weston, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a the- theological lens and other lenses with a good brew in hand. <laughs> Oh, so rusty. We are, <laughs> oh yeah, my line, sorry. Whether you're a long time listener or new to the show, listen, we're, get, we're getting back into the rhythm, okay? It's been a while. Whether you're a regular listener or a long time listener, uh, you can get more content, which I forgot to put up on Patreon from last week, because again, not in the rhythm of the show yet. For a few more dollars a month, you can get access to pre and post show banter and some swag. I think we still got some pint glasses left. Anyways, uh, visit patreon.com slash ptlive for more. And thank you to our current patrons. And I'm going to work on getting that stuff up this week, I promise. We'll work on that. Mm. Today we're discussing anger, prayer, and an AI consciousness. So what are we drinking, fellas, to get through this day and episode? I got an old uh, standby, a Kronberg 1664 Blonde. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nice. Brian, what are you drinking today? Do you uh, go uh, to the back shelves of the beer store again and find all that expired beer? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm actually uh, drinking a Heineken Zero today. Going NA for the show. Um, well, why? <laughs> well, let's just say... I overdid it a couple of days ago, so I'm still <laughs> kind of being good to myself. You know, every I fully admit, every time Christy posts a picture of you all outside in your fire pit with friends, I'm like, Brian's going to overdo it. <laughs> ah, <laughs> like every ah. time I see it, I'm like, he's going to come on the show and be like, I drank a little too much this weekend. <laughs> Guilty. That's also true if you see fire pits of our, there's something about fire pits that just makes you drink more. I don't know what it is, but. Uh, There is something to that. (laughs) You are not wrong. What do you got, Shannon? I have um, RAR, which is a local-ish brewery in Maryland um, on the Eastern shore. Um, And it's their Grove City Hefeweizen, which is an unfiltered wheat. And I'm a big fan of it. So that's what I'm drinking today. Okay, awesome. But there's no cool little description like Union does or something where they, you know, right. just, but they do claim to save the bay one beer at a time. So we'll drink to that. There you go. 
Maybe if they really wanted to save the bay, that's what Brian should drink at fire pit times. <laughs> I mean, it'll go through it a lot. I mean, yeah, we'd practically save the earth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On to today's topics. All right. This is a tough one. What is the most useless invention of all time? Something that maybe doesn't need to exist. The modern house gonna, cat. The modern house. <laughs> oh my god. Any pet. <laughs> Any modern pet that used to be some animal, useful animal. <laughs> so I'd just like to point out that uh Shannon said she hadn't looked at the questions before and she wasn't going to during the pre-show. That that we, we needed a spontaneous answer. This is this is what you landed on. The house yeah. cat. Right. So we have had mice okay. in the kitchen the last couple of weeks because it's becoming fall. Ah, what happens when it becomes the, fall. Here's the backstory. And we have a freaking cat to deal with mice, right? That's why cats exist. Cats exist to kill things in your house that are not supposed to be in your house. Are you still Useless. feeding the cat? Are you still feeding the cat? Yes. So why would the cat hunt for food if you're providing <laughs> The cat, it, trust me, the cat hunts for food. It just, yeah, it's in their nature. We feed our cats and they will still bring us chipmunks, squirrels, birds. Yeah. Is is nice. your but cat they, an, an outside cat or just inside cat? It's both. Shannon. It's an in it's and or outdoor cat. Okay. All Ours right. are both okay. as well. So there and, are and plenty of animals brought to gotcha. us, either decapitated or almost <laughs> gone, or it's so when so you, actually. It's when he doesn't finish the job that pisses me off the most, you know. Right. But you said useless. So the, apparently there's mice that it is not currently catching. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes. So there are mice. So like it's so the cat and dog have this little routine. That's why I expanded it to both animals because they have this little routine. So the cat brings it to like the back door, you know, and is like, here is this offering my yes. humans who need food, you know. And the dog is then like, ooh, look at this. And like brings it in the house, right? So th then you like ah. drops a dead bird at your feet or a decapitated bunny or, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, but when there's actual mice in the house, like behind the piano or, you know, running along the baseboards, it yeah. does nothing. Like does, I know you can smell it. Does the cat bring in mice from the outside? The cat does actually mice don't really come in from the outside, but like I mean, when the when the cat goes out hunting and yeah. brings its offering to the door, is it ever like a mouse? It'll drop no, it'll drop, yeah, it'll drop it on the patio. Yeah, yeah, but, but there but are I mean, plenty of mice. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it brings it it kills mice outside of the house, yep, but not inside the house. And by the way, I time out like I understand. I I yes, but I understand like I'm I'm hearing I'm hearing the comments already that like outdoor cats are terrible for birds, like outdoor cats are the ones killing birds. Like I understand. I hear you. And I'm not I'm not worried about that. That's the natural circle of life. Well, okay, I that mean, was a general you. That was my disclaimer of like I gotcha. know this information. Gotcha. Like I just choose so, to ignore it. So clearly the cat, the dog, and the mice are all in cahoots inside the house. I, I think. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go. It's go. regular Tom and Jerry. Uh, so I am not a cat person either. I'm sure I've said that on the show before. Like the cat is Derek's cat. He loves cats. Yes. And um, 
I am convinced that years and years ago, he in like infested the house with mice just so I would say yes to getting a cat. Uh, <laughs> like I'm convinced of it. You can't convince me otherwise that that's Smart. not how it went. So Smart. anyway, like, all right. So yes, animals were domesticated somewhere along the way. I anyway. guess you could call that an invention. <laughs> I don't about, know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what about like a, I don't know. A I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with child safety locks because really because somehow the kids always get them open. And then as an adult, they always get in my way. So I still can't figure out locks. the toilet one. Like if I go to That's someone's a, house see? and they have the toilet kid lock, I still can't figure out how to get it open. I rest my case. I have to ask, ask a kid, bring, bring a kid in. Kid, kid, kid will open it for you. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. What is useless though? Like useless. Do, do you do you have a useless uh, invention, Brian? Well, the one that came to mind was the uh, you know the old clapper where you could turn your lights off by clapping your hands. That is oh, not no. useless. Come no, on. No, 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 no. One of the greatest inventions of all time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like I would love a freaking clapper. I would love it. All right. And like now, like with. You know, I mean, that commercial makes me cry every time, but like the Alexas that turn on, you tell it to turn on your lights and turn off your yeah. lights. And the older people that like can't get up to do that and they can just tell their like, no, the clapper was the original that. Oh, so good. The clapper was the original Alexa. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Like, you know, Absolutely. Like a person that lives alone. Yeah, no, no, I I think the clapper's great. I would love if a, if a person forgot they had Alexa and thought they had the clapper and then Alexa made a <laughs> snarky comment like are you applauding yourself now or oh I would Do love you... it if you could program Alexa to um like be the clapper like hey when I clap like this do this to my lights <laughs> you probably can probably you can it I'm feels like an you. app you just download I don't know how sure that for that. we do not have any smart devices is that do you guys have those things? Yes, we have Alexa. I, I have one right here on my desk. Wow. <laughs> when I, when I, the last place I lived in by myself, I had the whole house trick out uh, with, you know, the Google Home, like all yeah. the, uh, I had um, individual blob, bulbs, light bulbs. And then I also had the, the thermostat, had Nest thermostat, mm -hmm. the TV, everything. And I also had it wire uh, connected to an app called If This Then That. So yes. the idea is that you set these triggers. So uh, I had it set to like when I was like within a certain radius of a house driving home, it would automatically like turn the lights on, turn the heat up, all that stuff. It was beautiful. I loved it. Bedtime routines. I'd say, hey, Google, time for bed. It turned the TV off, turn the heat down, turn the lights down. Oh, it was, it was, it I felt like I was living on your toothbrush. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Yeah, the toothbrush started buzzing, you know? Yeah. Amazing. I, I felt like I was living on a starship. It was, it was I so would good. like that. I actually would like that. We, um, the Alexa started in our house at when, um, the kids, we didn't want the kids to have their phones in their room overnight. And their big argument was, it's my clock. It's my alarm clock. I get to play music on it. And I right. said, well, I can solve this problem and put an Alexa in their room. So they they have the like little dots, the little echo dots. Yeah, and so how do you use that? Is there a clock? So on? if there's a clock on it yep. and they can play music, they can set multiple alarms. 
Um, and in the morning, like after they wake up and they turn it off, it tells them the weather and what time it, you know, so like they don't need their phones, all those excuses, right? All the like, well, I'm just checking the weather or I'm just what blah, blah, blah. So they don't get their phones in the morning till they're walking out the door. That's, that was kind of our I, way of doing that. I also had mine hooked up to, uh, to, uh, an OG coffee maker. So like, you know, you could buy a fancy coffee maker, but I had a, I had a switch, um, yep. um mm-hmm. a, a smart switch and like an old school coffee maker with just like the manual switch. So basically, you know, unplugging the plug and it will turn it on. So and you off. told so you the thing to like turn on, turn the switch on. Right. And, mm-hmm. and because I had the, all the coffee set up from the night before it just start it nice. with the coffee. So it was so part of my, it was part of my, like, I'd say, you know, when I woke up or I had an alarm set the alarm would turn everything on the lights, crank up the heat, get the coffee mm-hmm. going. It was, it was beautiful. I, I, I miss it so much. You had like the old doc Brown set up with all the, pretty you much know, all the machines, the, the, the dog pretty much. food opener. Great Scott. Yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty much. It was, it was great. Um, it is, it is perhaps one of the primary reasons I miss a residence of my own and all that stuff still sitting in storage. We can get all um, wired up again, but and and the, the other reason, you know, to go back to the clapper switch, my one of my greatest frustrations is like I want to turn on the bedside lamp. So I gotta walk in, turn on the, you know, the switch for the main light and turn on the bedroom lamp. And they got walk the whole four feet back. I know. The, Takes forever. Door. Takes that whole nighttime ever. routine thing. Oh, oh my god. The worst. You know, clapper switch took care of that. The 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 smart home took Will care it, like, of that. Will it like lock your doors for you? I bet it would like lock your doors if you have the like touchpad thing. um if i it, it would have if the uh the bill in the condo that i lived in the apartment building that i lived in allowed me to put in my own lock but they yeah. did not want to do that um but if i'd lived in my own place that i could make that modification yes that would have been That's an exit cool. but the, the the thermostat thing the nest thermostat that was the best thing ever <clears throat> yeah. um, as as well because because also when i would go on a trip and forget to turn the heat down i could do it remotely from right that can, is nice did i i like that warm it up before i get to the house That's amazing. yeah i've got a so, friend with a you know they have a, like a vacation home and yeah. we've talked about that of like he's like well they let people use it me being one of them thankfully and like they're like well we've had some people forget to turn oh. down the past i'm like you should get like the smart you know because then yeah. you can Double check and make sure and whatever. And we wonder why why we have no privacy left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last the last one because I'm really trying to think of something serious, and then we'll, we'll move on to the question. But like, I think the rocket that just like takes people to space and back for fun is stupid, and is a nope. useless invention. Agree, agree to disagree. I think it's just wasteful fossil fuels. Agree uh-huh. and a waste of money. Agree with all those things. And if I could afford it, you bet your ass I'll be under. <laughs> <laughs> so like one of the first people that went up, I forget on whose ship it was, but it was, I think it was a woman and her daughter or the daughter from a Caribbean island, a neighboring Caribbean mm. island, St. Vincent or Dominica or Grenada or somewhere. And I was insanely jealous. First of all, I didn't even know there was a frigging lottery going on. Otherwise would I enter? Right. <laughs> but the fact that it was like someone from an island a few hundred miles away from my home and and they're mm-hmm. up in space for free i was like are you shitting me i would love to i would love to do that by the way getting deep into for all mankind i'm almost done i'm almost 
almost done the third season. We haven't that started show, yet. Man. I gotta wait till. Oh winter. my god, so good, so good, so good, so good, so good. All right. Meanwhile, in Florida, an angry customer well, and auto shop owner. <laughs> I don't even know what's about to happen, but it's a whole, whole other father to death last week. Florida police said. Oh my god. A 78-year-old man, Eugene, arrived at Stout's Automotive in a rental car and sought out business owner Jody Stout, 52. Investigators say that Eugene pulled out a gun, a handgun, and shot Stout, who returned fire with his own gun, striking the original guy multiple times. They both, they literally shot each other to death. Both died. Police say and witnesses indicate that Eugene felt he was overcharged when he brought a vehicle in for service. Okay, how about you have a conversation about that? So, question is, do you think people in society are getting more angry these days? And why are people so angry? So, I would like to first um, add a little more meat to the story. Because I did it, I did a little bit of a research. I was going to say, this. I do have questions about the story. Oh, you got the but... police okay. report? First of all, first of all. This is the third time in Florida that is this month alone, the third time. And I think this was in, so this is September, right? Yeah, this happened in September. So not, not October, three days in, although in Florida, it's possible. But it, third I mean, time, this story was literally last week, end of September. Yeah. Yes. And it's the third time in September that what started off as a seemingly minor dispute ended in a deadly shooting. So third time in Florida. But what's really interesting in this story is that the argument was over work done on the car two years ago. Yeah, right. So to this recap, even recent. the work was done on the car two years ago. And, and apart, <clears throat> apparently Eugene's car uh, um, was in an accident or broke down or something. Uh, in September, and he got all upset about that happening. Um, family member told police, I'm reading from a CBS News article, that he was depressed and frustrated since that crash. Um, and he was hospitalized, and the car that, that car that was crashed was, uh, was uh, totaled. So apparently he decided to get upset with work that was done on the car two years ago and go shoot the guy. Like... Wow. If, like if the work had happened last month and it was like, not that that right. excused it, but for me, this takes it to a whole other level. You know, right. when you ask, are people angry these days? I'm like, yeah. How long does one hold a grudge? Two years, man. This was, Ooh. this was insane. And I don't think that people are angry. I just think people have, people have too many easy ways to express the extremes of their anger. So, you know, again, guns, if this was like, I don't know, I think people were arguing over shoddy workmanship decades ago, centuries ago, but it right. would have been a fist fight. It would have been yelling in the street. It would have been knives. It would have been, you know, unless you were in the Wild West, you might have had a shootout. Sure. But I get the feeling that, you but, know. But there were also, you know, I, I there were parameters around those things i mean i this you all know i mean i don't need to get into like my feelings about the easy access to guns and this is exactly the scenario in which one yeah. one point felt like a slippery slope argument right at one point right. it's like well people are just going to be shooting each other over anything and and then you know 
people would be like, that's a little extreme, but that's exactly what happens. This is exactly yeah. what is happening. Well, and, but it's it's fortunate that the one guy could defend himself. So that worked out. Did he? Well, They're again, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Nobody had a gun to begin with. He wouldn't need to defend himself with a gun. I mean, well, the bad guys will always get a gun, Hogan. So therefore, uh, but there were no bad guys in this scenario. That's the thing, right? Like, I know. there were no bad guys. <laughs> Seriously. So Seriously. what I do think we have is a, a lack. We've lost the art of of discussion and disagreement. Right. So I'm not sure that we necessarily have less anger than we used to have. It's that we don't have the outlets for disagreement and. Or you're I not wanna, sure that we have more anger. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Like, like a, I think anger is a very like natural human emotion. Right. Um, I made a terrible joke, but a joke nonetheless of we were um, when the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers play at the same time, American NFL football. Um, we go to this bar and there's another Steelers guy. His name is Tim. And he, we only know Tim from the bar when Steelers yeah. and play at the same time. And we have to go to the bar to watch it. And um, he said something and we were talking about our oldest son, Thomas playing football and, and what position he plays. And because he, we were made a joke of like, cause he likes to hit people. Like part of the, he could be a wide receiver any day of the week, but he likes to hit people. So he's a corner, you know, and that kind of thing. And he goes, you know, if he's got anger issues, that's the best place for him. And I said, you know, he's a 13 year old black boy in America. He's got anger issues. Like that's just real, you know, that's Next. honest. So let's just put him in football and let him hit some people, you know, in the meantime, but but we, we don't have that art of discussion, right? Like we're so tunneled in our way. You know, I heard somebody say once, like this is the product of years ago when we stopped being able to talk about religion and politics at parties, right? We lost the mm. art of being able to disagree. So the moment we made a blanket rule of like, Religion and politics are the two things that people kind of label as like the disagreement things. Now we have a whole bucket of them, right? But in the 60s, it was religion and and um, politics. And so we have two, three, four generations now who have grown up without the ability to learn how to disagree on a civil level, if you want to use that language. Yeah. And that's exactly what this discussion should have been should have been a civil discussion, even if you do come back two years later and say, man, I got to know, like, what what was going on with that? I'm, I have questions about my bill. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, anger is a natural human emotion. People are going to get angry. We're all going to get angry. And I have this verse here from Ephesians 4, 26, which says, in your anger, do not sin. And so it's what are you going to do when you're in that place of anger? And then the next verse after that says, do not let the sun go down on your anger or while you're with the idea, like try to resolve whatever has you worked out and don't let it carry over and carry into other parts of your life. And this guy in the story, Eugene, he let the sun go down 700 times and was still angry, you know, like two years later. But if if we have a way to to process what it is we're angry about, you know, I think the 
sun idea is a nice idea, but the broader point is don't just stew forever on something that has you upset. Like either talk to the person or do some work within on what am I so angry about? Mm-hmm. And that's going to help prevent those regrettable actions that we are more, frankly, more likely to do when we're angry. Yeah, I think like we've turned, do not let the sun go down on your anger into a platitude, right? Right. You know, we've turned it into couples therapy, like don't go to bed angry. And like, that's bullshit. Sometimes you, sometimes the best thing to do is to go to bed. <laughs> like, yeah, right. maybe Seriously. even separate beds, separate, right? Like Separate beds, yeah, yeah. yes. Like, yeah. But even if you go to the same bed, things can happen. You know, like there are just, there are way like I can still be angry in the morning right? And live with you. And that's the part that we've lost. I think that the bigger metaphor of don't let the sun go down on your anger is don't let anger be the last emotion you feel about the situation. Just like you just said, Brian, like deal with it in some way, either go to them directly, find forgiveness in your heart, show compassion, lean into empathy, whatever it is that you need to do to, to deal with your anger, process your anger, do that. Don't let anger have the last word on whatever it is that's happening. Um, I think yeah. that's a better interpretation of don't let the sun go down on your anger. And what it's also escalated to now is, yes, don't let the sun go down on your anger. It's okay to have discourse, but it's also okay to realize that people will have different views from you, will disagree with you, and that doesn't mean that your views are being attacked. Doesn't mean that, right. you know, and it's being, it's really being billed now as people with opposing views are here to prosecute me or are coming for me. Right. So we talk about, you know, it is, it's fascinating that the narrative in in perhaps the freest country in the world, one of the freest countries in the world, where anybody has the right to, you know, basically you know, any religion they want to engage in, anything they want to engage in, as long as it's legal, can do so and will be defended for doing so. Mm-hmm. How many people still have this narrative that they're coming to take my rights away? They're yeah. coming to, you know, the 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 left is coming to 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 um take take away the the religious rights and religious freedoms. No one's no one's coming for your church. No one's coming for your guns they should be but they're not right so 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 that's not happening but the narrative has been no one's no one's trying to make your kids gay or trans no one's doing any of that no one's grooming your kids like none of that's happening well to be clear in some churches that's happening but that's a whole other story but but like you know the 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 drag queens aren't trying to groom your kids and make them trans that's not a thing but, but people that's are how being it's, fed that narrative exactly relentlessly yes well, exactly i mean that's is, the the cycle right that's right if anything has changed it's not that we as humans have more anger now it's that the machine right? Which we're going to get into AI, but like the algorithm machine is keeping us in this furious and fueling fake anger, right? It's, it's. Or the, the, it's being our fears and our disagreements yes, and the you. fears that come are being exploited mm-hmm. for political and, and, and monet, monetary gain. And 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 too many of us are being uh, caught up in it. 
Um, and I read, <laughs> I, so again, me and football, not a thing. I don't, sure. I'm not into football, although I might need to get into it. Cause now I'm in relationship with two people who are football fans and, you know, apparently I'm going to get sucked into it against my better judgment, but, um, you know, what it's me and Brian, from, isn't it? You're in relationship it, with two people that love football. Exactly. Okay. Now make that four. <laughs> now make that four. <laughs> I'm being outnumbered. But, you know, everyone's all excited because dude from the Chiefs, Kelsey, is dating Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. So, so, so that's a whole thing. All right. I couldn't give two shits about either of them. I'm not a big pop music fan. I'm not a football fan. However, I learned recently that many on the far right are up in arms about this and saying a whole lot of crazy things about it and talking about how this is bad for America and all sorts of stuff. How, and I'm like, like I've, well, I, like, you might okay. have to draw that thread for me. Cause I wait for it. That. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Get so it. I am. So, so my response is like, wait, what? Like, how does any of this make sense? I mean, you have the biggest, you know, music icon in America, the biggest, one of the biggest representations of America, Taylor Swift, is dating like a member of the Church of America football? Like, how, how this is like America squared? What is the problem? Right, right. And a, a, but apparently, it's 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 rooted in um, the misogyny of the incel movement, right? So you got the incels, the involuntary celibate guys, who are upset because once again, here is here is a a stereotypical Uh-oh. man. And he's getting the the it's picture the, perfect epitome of of American woman. It's the quarterback and dating the cheerleader. It's exactly, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So all the incel nerds are upset about this, and and it's being it's being uh, used by a lot of right wing pundits for their own gain to politicize and get eyeballs on them. And they're talking about this now. And I'm just going like, what is wrong with the world and people? Ogan, you find things on the web that nobody else finds. Like, I think that you go down rabbit holes. So so I heard about this because I listened to Dan Savage. (laughs) I listened to Dan Savage's podcast. And I highly recommend it. It's great. Because he talks about everything under the sun. Relationships, sex, sexuality, identity, all the things. It's a good podcast. He gives advice to people who are asking about relationship and sex questions. But he opened with this because again, here's here's a movement of people who, uh, you know, the incels who are saying, because we don't want to take a look at ourselves, we're gonna blame women. So again, misogyny and patriarchy. Right. And, and that is being used and taken advantage of. And sort of bring it back to our conversation. Here is anger, unjustified anger that is being manipulated and being fueled. So it's like these right-wing pundits need an audience. So they're going out to fan the flames to create a bigger audience with this nonsense. And I think when you ask if people are getting more angry these days, there's a little truth to that because because people are being provoked into anger more and more with this kind of nonsense. And it's it's ridiculous. Uh, come on, it's Taylor Swift. This is going to last a few months and then she's going to write a whole new album. I, I and, mean, and we're going to move on. Let's you just know? hope it's through football season so that 
Travis Kelsey can get dumped in the season or something, you know, <laughs> like whatever. I mean, he's not on my fantasy team, so it's fine. I don't care and whatever, you but go. you know, nonetheless. Priorities, priorities. I, I would say, so let's follow that thread for a second, which is to say that there might be more opportunity these days for white men to be angry. And that is certainly being exploited. And <laughs> absolutely, you know, that. so like in that, Whereas, uh, you know, women, people of color, you know, specifically black men in America, like have been asked to suppress those. Like it's always been, you know, it's the Hulk, right? My secret is I'm always angry. Like I've just learned to harness that anger. Um, Now, even with men, that's typically been brought out through their relationship, you know, or, or you know, taking it. I was going to say with, with with black men, it's a survival thing. The angry black man gets shot. Right. Right. So there's yep. there's that. So you learn the angry black and woman. Yeah. And, yep. The angry black woman gets fired. Um. And so. And so in some ways, white. I mean, and and I'm just kind of just speaking here, but like white men haven't figured out how to, they're just now having to figure out how to deal with anger openly because before yes. they could, they, it was Donald Trump, right? He can explode at any moment. And there are zero consequences for him. And maybe, just maybe now, there are possibly consequences. But I even would argue that that's still rare, you know, in the world. And and to follow that thread, what's he going to do? He's going to exploit that, those consequences, oh. right oh straight gosh, to the White the, House. Right. Today, even this morning when he was in court in New York, the, yeah. the, the oh. you know, the attorney general's racist. That's why this is happening. And and the yeah. judge and doesn't he, know what he's doing. And and here's the thing. He was not required to show up. He didn't have to be there. Yeah. Right. All the other times that he had to be there, he didn't want to be. But the time that he doesn't need to be there, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to be there because we are going to exploit this and generate more anger among yeah. the people who you know who are already angry for for ridiculous reasons yep yeah list all his grievances whine woe is me i'm persecuted blah 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 blah. so uh i have never been a car person uh you could say but this past year we got our first electric car a nissan leaf it's not new by any stretch but i i love this car more than any car i've ever had so I'm picking up my daughter the other week um, from school and this big truck that's got like the double back wheels. So it's mm. a super fat back end. He's trying to get in the spot in front of me. Well, he slams right into the front of my car. Oh no! Like, no. I'm, just, I'm just parked waiting to pick up my daughter. And this guy just plows into my car. I was not happy. I was a little angry. So I did, got you, go, out of the car. did, did you go for your gun? <laughs> No, don't own a gun and would not have, no. But I wasn't happy, you know? I was like, what the heck? I'm just sitting here parked and you're going to plow into me? He, yeah. His truck is so big, he didn't even know he hit me. Oh my God. <laughs> so I go up and I'm just like, hey, dude, you know, what are you doing? Like plowing into me. He's like, hey, what? And his wife was in the car and she's like, I think you hit him. And he's like, I did. And so he was super apologetic. And I was like, take it down a notch, Brian. Right. Like he didn't mean it. Car will be fixed, all that. But anyway, so I, I was angry, angrier than I should have been in that moment. Because it was like this car that was still kind of newish, and I never really cared about a car, but this one I do for whatever reason. And this guy hit it. 
well, we're waiting for the police. I'm calling the police. They're asking for my name. And he's like, I thought you looked familiar. I voted for you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, how angry was I? Right, <laughs> I'm about like, to regret everything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least it didn't happen while you were running and you'd have lost the lost the constituent there. There you go. Well, he was a super nice guy and it was all fine. We <laughs> sat and chatted a little bit while we waited for the police. And, you know, I calmed right. down, but I... But, you know, I had to go through the whole hassle of having the car worked on and blah, 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 pay my deductible. But anyway, well, my, last, I, my last, I'm sorry, go ahead, Shannon. I was just going to say, like, I, so, you know, I'm the stereotype of the, like, Irish redhead who gets mad at, you know, like anything and has really big feelings. And we joke all the time, right? Like, I have, I have more feelings about breakfast than Derek has in a day, even on the worst days, right? Like, I just, right. feelings hey, don't wait, scare do you, me. Do you have them or do you express them? Because well, I'm sure he has them. He doesn't express them. I mean, and it's taken me years to like, how do you, you know, how do, because my, I mean, really as a, as a white woman, I do have privilege to express anger. Like, um, and, and it's even a trope in the world that I express anger, but um, I, I really have tried the last couple of years to, like, is this a big deal, right? To ask myself this kind of series of questions when I'm really angry and and have a, and I hate this phrase, but like have a proportional response, right? Yeah, yes. Like That's a car a is phrase. something that can be fixed. Okay, this is annoying. So my anger level needs to be at annoyance level, not at this, like you hurt my child level, right? Yeah, that was the same thing I had to do. Like, okay, Brian, like- no one's heard. It wasn't intentional. It can be fixed. Like yep. bring it way down. You know. But again, yeah, as a white guy, I have all the privilege in the world to, to express anger in a way that many others couldn't get away with. And there was a time that like, I was so needing to express anger. Like I would pick fights just to be able to do that. Right. Ooh. Like just, you want to go. I mean, I would, I would be like, what do you, you know? And that's where you like, you come in hot and yeah. man, like, and I, I did it six months ago or so like I came in hot on an issue and right. Derek had to be like you don't have the full story time out stop jumping to assumptions you know and whatever and I was like you're right you know like I have to and and that takes some undoing that takes a long time and a yeah, lot of no for sure for sure <laughs> so and that's but, not that's but, important work that's not nothing but you know to follow up with what you said Shannon sure as a white woman you will have certain privilege but the important as a as a woman in a man's in a very patriarchal man's world you you kind of got a lot of right to be angry for a lot of things oh for sure so, so there's that too no there right? is that um and, 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 and there are and, places and again, where that anger is safe and there are places where that's not yes. safe right yeah if i came into a board meeting for instance and i was angry about something i was bitchy Right. I was like, exactly. oh, mommy's scolding us. Like, yes. you know, blah. blah. Whereas yeah, yeah. if a man had come in in that situation, and this actually happened where like the same situation, a man versus me, and the response was, oh my gosh, we really needed to hear. He's just telling us what we really need to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was like, ooh, we're in trouble now. Mommy's getting in, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah. you know. Fuck that noise. <laughs> long, long live the patriarchy. Long live the patriarchy. Um, but at home, 
like I I say that specifically with one-on-one, like in the domestic relationship, there mm-hmm. is it it drives me insane. There is such a trope about the angry wife. Um yeah. and it and it really is a struggle and it's really hard to, you know, not let yourself kind of buy into that um that narrative that I don't get to be angry because then I'm the you know angry naggy yeah. bitchy wife you know um but to actually let and, it out and do I have all the facts is this really happening in this way right. you know control myself in that way yeah the the happy wife happy life narrative hurts everyone mm-hmm. um the only the only car going back to car stories the only recent or latest car story I had where I wish I got angry was I, this is back in Massachusetts and I walked out the grocery store one time and there was this couple and their car, as soon as they got in my car, excuse me, and started up, uh, they were next to me starting theirs and their, theirs wasn't start turning over. And I was like, Ooh, good Samaritan moment. And I go like, Hey, you guys need to jump. And they're like, yeah. So, you know, I popped the hood and and ran the cables and started up the car and it was all good and so on. And it was only after that, that I noticed all the MAGA gear in their backseat. And I was like, oh, I was like, as I was mad at myself because if I had no. noticed that before, I'd have, I'd have driven away and left them stranded. I mean, even... that's your Samaritan or right. you were the Samaritan or. No, they were you the know Samaritans. What? You were the. Yeah. You know what? I'd have been okay. I'd have been okay leaving them. They were they were the least of these for you, Ogan. I I am not Jesus. literally the I, least. I, I, so they, they were. <laughs> I know we want to move on. <laughs> so I want to no to be to be to be honest. If I had seen the maga gear, if I'd seen the maga gear before, oh yeah, I would have I would have I would have sat in my car for like a minute, really arguing with myself. Right, right. And then I would have gotten out begrudgingly. Reluctantly and yeah. help them out and been pissed about it the whole way home. Oh yeah. my gosh. No, exactly. No. Yeah, I wanted to tell the guy, can you just come over to my house and run into my old Toyota Corolla? Because I'd love to. Well, yeah, just, that you know, one. Let's I'd love to have that it, thing right? run into. We could just total that thing. It'd be great. I, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway. Oh, all right. All right. I'm going to keep this moving. Romans. 826 says likewise the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do know we do not know how to pray as we ought but that very spirit intercedes with groanings too deep for words and so does this idea that um there's a spiritual language beyond words is that an encouraging do you think that's so and if so how does that encourage you and have you sort of experienced this uh in your spiritual journey where there aren't even words but you still sense this deep connection to the to the holy to the sacred to god so that has this actually links me back to like this discussion about anger because um and the version that i use or have learned is size too deep for words yeah um that's a little nicer than groaning it is i mean i, I just i don't th- i don't have any i was gonna say the only, the only groanings too deep for words i've had were definitely not in a spiritual context <laughs> just leave it at that groaning goes in different ways but size are you know whatever. yes but, size too deep for words there you go. okay keep going but i 
the point is there, right? Which is that language falls short. But right. I, th I think for me, where this links back to this conversation and where my mind goes when I hear this is, um, and, and, you know, because I've been on the show for a while, you know, like I've done some somatic work and that's where, mm. right? Like, so even my rational, what I've had to, that description of like dealing with my anger is me um, allowing my rational brain to overcome my reptilian brain in that moment, right? Yes. And yes. so I have a physical response in a moment that then I need to acknowledge, honor, but then allow my rational thought to take over. Um, right. That if in anger, that's a process, you know, that can happen very quickly or in certain emotions that can happen very quickly. When, and I learned this um, the other day, which I found fascinating in my work, um, both as a coach and as um, now that I'm doing like conflict mediation, is that um, the evolution of the sigh, like why we sigh, mm. is an evolutionary somatic response to trick our body into calming down and being safe. Yes. Nice. So like we have like there, so wherever we are, whether it's good side, bad side, like when we're like, like that is actually, uh, that is something we have learned over time genetically to calm ourselves, to calm our bodies down. So that's partly why I love this scripture of like, there is yeah. a sigh too deep for words because there's something biological in a sigh. Yes, you can totally, yeah. I can feel it even as you're saying it. Yep. It's like when that, when so you, you finish a project or, you know, for me, like Sunday lunchtime, when, you know, the morning worship is over, I feel like I can just give a big sigh and sit in my chair and like the body feels the relief of, okay, that's now done. Like I, that, you know, I made it whatever, you know, Yep. So it's 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 a, a fun intentional practice, breathing practice, mm -hmm. breath work practice is the, and this is what a site is actually a very um, small version of. Let your exhales last longer than your inhales. So you inhale for two, exhale for four, inhale for two, exhale for four. That that is that settling into your body, really settling settling the body. Um, I do the another, opposite. That's my problem. And maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's why, maybe that's why you are the way you are. Um, um, <laughs> another practice is, is literally holding yourself humming and rocking. Mm -hmm. Like that's another embodied somatic practice that takes you back to being held in rocks and nurtured in your mother's arms mm -hmm. or your, you know, your first caretaker's arms that, that common effect. And no one teaches when you're holding a baby, an infant who's crying, no one tells you you got a rock and a hum. It is to Shannon's point. It is like hardwired in your system, innate, right? And it calms. But here's the thing that we we often don't realize: it's calming the infant, but it's also calming you as well. Yeah. Well, like, and so that, that you you're not agitated by by the yeah. by the crying or calming your agitation. Well, the and crying. as a parent, I had to learn how to calm my body down when my baby was screaming because mm -hmm. they were responding to my body. 
So their screams exactly. would agitate me and not, that was agitating them more. And so I had yeah. to learn to like do that. By the way, I've, I've found this out in a commentary. Um, the, the two midwives in Exodus, um, Pua and uh, Shifra, the ones that mm. went to the Hebrew yeah. women and, oh, the babies were coming too fast. You know, <laughs> they told Pharaoh right. and whatever. So their names in Hebrew, it's thought that they're, they're Egyptian midwives. They had some privilege in that moment to lie to Pharaoh and there's, they're, they're given Hebrew names, but there's nothing that says they're, that everything indicates they're midwives to the Hebrews, right? Anyway, but we all know in Old Testament that naming is really important, but their names mean um, beauty and a murmur. And it's thought mm. that their names together actually are the sound, like the cooing sound, the shushing that you make to uh, a baby. That's interesting. Isn't it? Isn't it just fascinating? Did you say those were Hebrew or Egyptian names? They're Hebrew names. Um, but the the thinking, and, and there's multiple commentaries that kind of talk about this. Um, a lot of the, like, if you just read... Um, kind of preaching commentaries they're like and these hebrew women blah 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 and that's fine they're they're trying to get to a point but if you dig into the text a little um especially in the jewish scriptures it's thought that they're they're probably egyptian women like by ethnicity um who are who are midwives to that pharaoh has sent to the hebrew women to kill the children and right? so the hebrew women that they gave them those names because because they were saving the children and they, yeah. they, cause all the names have a meaning, right? right There's right, a right. secret yeah, meaning yeah, yeah, to yeah. the name. And maybe they couldn't understand the Egyptian names or, or whatever. Or, and there are links to here's an Egyptian name that sounded like this, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. there are links there as well. But the idea was that there is this, they were, they were coaxing the women into birth through these gentle, beautiful sounds that, we make to babies and i just like anyway i just That's found cool. that to be such a super cool way of that very cool you know whatever i thought you were cool. gonna say i thought you were gonna say they were named duty and the beast and <laughs> i was about to have a moment yeah no no <laughs> well because the beauty one is understandable but i think where they they begin they really started digging in on this other one which is like it means to like a soft sound it means like a murmur it means like a murmur a hum a hum, a hum. whatever yeah yeah and so they were cool. like what are these two men names mean together and they actually thought it was a that you know makes sense you know kind of thing that a beautiful sound anyway mm. but i think that's to your point ogan like we do that with children but that is what this scripture is kind of tapping into that like um it's why in yoga in indian yoga india eastern india like you breathe in through your nose and then you breathe out through your mouth and you actually want to make a noise so like yeah. you breathe out with a or like even more guttural if you want to yeah. Yeah. and and it's for that reason it's to actually in, initiate a somatic response in your body Somebody should have uh, held and rocked Eugene before he rolled up to the car dealership. No kidding, right? Yes. Ugh. Seriously. 
poor Eugene. Poor Eugene. Also, side note, that whole breathing that you just described, the in through the nose, out through the mouth. I mean, okay, can I just tell you how much that messed me up when I was learning to scuba dive? Because <laughs> when I was learning to scuba dive, the whole thing was like the dude, when you scuba dive, you have to breathe slowly and deeply, right? And I'm like, just like meditation. But you can't breathe in through your mouth because it's got a fucking mask on. And right. I and the learning the scuba dive. Nose. Yeah. I'm trying to breathe in through my nose, right? And right. nothing's happening. And I'm starting to panic underwater. Right. Oh my God. It was a whole thing. I had that I had same re- problem. How to retrain myself to breathe again. Oh, yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. No, that that happened to me too. And then the mask would stop you from breathing out of your or in yeah. your nose. And you're like, well, <laughs> you know, yeah, like I exactly. forgot how to breathe. Oh my God. It's the whole thing. Yeah. So when AI gets consciousness, will the spirit help AI pray in a language <laughs> too deep for words? Okay. So quick, <laughs> quick comment. Hey, about you're that. you're you're kind of joking. Did you not see the AI generated uh, church service that happened yeah, a little yeah. while ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. Whole, that was yeah, whole, the, like the whole service was. I don't know how cool it was. A huge crowd. <laughs> yes. I think we, we this Ooh, may have come up. That makes it, me so, sigh. The immigrants are not coming for our jobs, people. It's technology. Yeah. Well. There you go. Well, so there's this uh, philosopher, uh, John Searle, who asks, has this scenario, uh, and he says, imagine a person who only knows English is sitting alone in a room following English instructions for manipulating strings of Chinese characters. He says, for those outside the room, it appears that the person in the room understands Chinese because they're they're using the Chinese language and symbols, doing things that make it appear that they are familiar, fluent even. And so it conveys that this, uh, so the analogy is advanced computers may appear to understand and converse in natural language, but they're not actually capable of actually understanding language, just like this person may be able to follow Mm-hmm. instructions about the characters of Chinese that's not the same as truly knowing the language of Chinese and so the argument is that computers are strictly limited to the exchange of symbolic strings and so there's the potential for AI to act mimic and behave as if there's conscious awareness and understanding but there's actually no true comprehension at the level we might imagine consciousness has not everybody agrees with him though they're like this is not this is not like everyone agrees with this view so yeah. to me it's fairly persuasive i mean how does this strike you and and do you think that artificial intelligence will ever gain what you might equate with human consciousness or will it always be this facsimile well i I think, isn't that what our brains do as well? We just do it at a much quicker, more complex pace than actual computers. So, and and maybe not quicker, but definitely more complex. Because yes, computers can be faster, but but it's more it's more complexity that has yet to be copied. And that complexity is called a soul. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, just gonna leave that one. Just gonna leave that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, isn't there like I, the I sum? Don't think the sum of the whole is greater than its parts. Like the human can't just be reduced to the the brain or uh, the synapses or. Yes. Yes. 
I, I, well, arguably, yes, I think that's what we say until we can understand how it truly works. Right? Because isn't, isn't that the thing? <laughs> until we truly understand how a thing works, we assign some, some hidden meaning symbology to it. Hashtag God. Are so you calling the, me soulless? <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> so, no, I think, but, but when it comes to AI, I think there's an argument to be made that it will get to that point. Um, but again, it still always to the point will of be kind of equivalent to human yeah, to, to yeah. human brain and human consciousness. But but it's still a it's still a mimicry, it's still a copy, still a facsimile of 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 what we do. Um, my my concern isn't that it gets there. My concern is if it's getting there through programming again, to use that metaphor, using the Chinese characters, who is doing the programming? And what right. we know now is because is most the vast majority of coders are you know white men <laughs> that that was being programmed in is a lot of in racist misogynist implicit bias so so that's more my main concern when are we gonna when are we gonna get equality and equity in the in the 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 room that's doing the programming to make sure that that program is truly again equitable because I do it, believe, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, but will it get to a point where it's beyond, like it's it's beyond programming, you know, where it has achieved that sort of, okay, we've sort of, we've now embodied the artificial intelligence to such a degree that it's beyond us now. Like it 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 knows what it needs more than we so, do. Like it's not dependent on coders anymore. Well, I mean, it's already AI is already writing its own code. That's we we've sort of yeah, gotten there. Like, in a, but in it a, only in a has sense. access to what is written out, and it only exactly. has access to say it has access to all of the internet and everything that is written or videoed or put on the internet. Then it's still limited in right. its and, understanding, and it's screwed because it's stuff that we generated. So. Well, and that's the point, it's right? Apparently, a mess. Yeah. I mean the the best. I don't. I, I don't want it. I don't want it to be us. I want it to be better than us. So there's there's only so far it can go to. I mean, I, this is my argument. There's only so far it can go to understand a human experience because I can mm -hmm. write about my human experience. But the words that I choose and how I choose to say them and what I'm what I'm keeping back, right? What I really felt or what I really experienced or like there are size too big for words, right? There are things that I've experienced that I can't quite put into words or are over manufactured words, right? Back when I was blogging regularly, which I'm hoping to figure out how to do again someday, right? Like there, those were well-placed words in great sentences and whatever else nobody's recording well not yet right like every phone call i make and what i'm really saying and what's really going on so i don't know I, it's always going to be limited to me it's never going to be able to replace and, and and when you think of this when you mentioned the soul for me what that invokes is the unexplainable mystery and I think there will always be unexplainable mysteries and there will always be then ways to eventually solve and explain those 
mysteries, which will then open up the pathway to more mysteries. So there's always going to be this ongoing thing, right? The deeper we dive into the atom, the more we discover is, right. is there between the spaces. So there's always, I don't think we're going to hit a bottom there. So I think there's always going to be uh, deep learning, deep, deep discovery. So by the, t- I think by the time AI may reach that, um, you know, equal to human brain level of consciousness, there's going to be more that's going to be discovered that it's going to need to replicate that we're going to discover as, as well. But in terms of, of, of the AI going, like there's some to your, you know, to argue against myself, the AI getting to the point where it's saying there's some deeper mystery that I yet can't comprehend. Um, Yes, but but it's not going to be in awe of it. I think we and humans are in awe of the mystery. Yeah, I don't think yeah. the AI will ever be in awe of the mystery. The AI is going to be like, all right, what's the program I need to write to figure this out? So I met a friend a few weeks ago for dinner. And I had a check-in with somebody, you know, the next day or, or a group of people. And they were like, you know, what's what's one? It was kind of one of those, like, what's one thing from the last week that you saw God or whatever, right? And I said, you know, I see this friend maybe twice a year, like maybe less. And every time I see her, it's like just being in her presence. It's like our hugs or our souls hug, right? I can't put into words why being with Yenna feels that way. Like I can't you can look at our life experience and you can say, well, here are our points of interest and here are overlaps in time. And yet you can make that same list with other people in my life, that exact same list. But why, why I feel this deep sense of love and longing and connection with this woman, I can't put into words. It just is. And we're grateful for it, right? Like we recognize it, we acknowledge it, we're grateful for it. I just don't think AI can do that. Like, I think it can make those lists for me. And I think it can remember that I feel this way about this person. But that mystery, Ogan, that you're talking about is just like, I don't want it to be any more than me just being in awe and gratitude for it. You know, that's what I uh, want it, it to be. It just, uh, it, <clears throat> yeah, I definitely agree and lean toward the, there's just an element that, seems like how that it will always be missing like that there's a leap between computing things really fast and solving problems and equations and what we term consciousness and it's it's almost like sleepwalking versus being awake you know like like it's like it's it can do all the things but it's not really there in in the way that we think of people being there but i think it's gonna be it's gonna be so deeply close that we are going to fall into the like trap of like in the future, there will be people who fall in love with robots, I believe, because it's, oh, it's already so- happening now. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, it's, and they it's made, already happening. <laughs> I mean, this happened years ago. They made robots that were so this this actually was <laughs> I don't know. I don't you'd have to dig it up, but there were brothels in Texas that they were trying to make illegal because the anatomically incorrect women that 
these like so it was an ethical issue of like well they're not having sex with women so it's not technically illegal but these dolls for lack of a better term right were Mm -hmm. could do things the female body couldn't do and so now it was it was a discussion of ethics of not just with porn but now we've taken it to this whole other level of a physical sensation and so you're not really getting touched though, right? You're not really like, but physically it's doing something to stimulate. I don't know. You don't, I I don't know how to put that in words. You, you can fill in the blanks and you know, that is, that is something a human body just physically can't even do, you know? So, 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 and the late, and the next iteration of that is AI generated partners like uh replica right. is a program that 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 does that right you you yep. punch in here so i'm looking for in the partner and the ai generates um a, a personality that people are not just conversing with but people are actually going as far as being in long-term relationships with them saying they're in love with the replica actually really? marrying them in some cases oh yeah this is this is a thing um well and you can uh, have a text relationship with them you can talk to them exactly. on the phone exactly you can and it's all ai generated but at the end of the day it's not i mean i'm not saying that person doesn't feel real feelings right right but it's right. not a real relationship. It's not a reciprocal relationship. It's not a re- yeah. There's there's there can never be any partnership or mutuality in it. Is kind of the point, right? Right. I was gonna say there is no mutuality. It is a real relationship, well, but it's right. not. It's not. You're right. It's not a. It's not a mutual relationship, and it's also not. Uh, and I understand what you mean by real. It doesn't have the nuances yet. Of I am with this partner, and two years in, suddenly this partner has a change in their and who they are, what they like. And now we got to navigate this new discourse. And, and do we stay with this partner? Do we leave this partner? This is, you know, well, so it's really, it's really people generating the idealized version of who they want to be with. So in effect, that the it's positive side of AI in some way. So I would argue that as a negative, as somebody who quite enjoys when someone grows and changes and, you know, finds that fascinating, but isn't, isn't the plus side of this is that we could program out systematic racism is that we could program, you know, we could, we could find ways <laughs> to fix the problems that we have. Um, yeah. Let's circle back to who's in the room doing the programming. And <laughs> right. and again, like I'm, I'm not disagreeing with right. you there, but isn't it like, yeah. isn't it that, you know, that AI could, right. It yes. has the potential to my, um, you know, uh, uh, whatever the word is for my biases, right? My my unconscious biases that come up, like that's the idea. Well, that's of the situation. That's what right, and that's where they thought they were, right. right? But then they would ask the AI to do things like show us pictures of uh, of a janitor, and all of a sudden they're mostly black men. They're all black people, right? <laughs> right. Or, right. <laughs> Yeah. Or the, you know, the, the, God, what was that years ago when Google photo would like look at a picture of a black man and then other images like that would be, yeah. you know, anyway, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we've come a long way from that, but those kind of things are still prevalent in this, right? At this well, point. Exactly. What exactly. If you need and the other, sorry, go ahead, Brian. Well, I was going to say, what if you need a partner who's moody, they could probably program that in, right? Like that. <laughs> Well, but I mean, I think that's part of it. We were we were discussing this in terms of trauma of like what we're what actually makes us comfortable 
like perfection doesn't make us comfortable. Right. Like we, like we're, if we have a perfect human in front of us, if you will, like if there, if there was a created perfect human, we would not be comfortable with that person. Oh, right? you know what? Yeah. How would we ever know? We've never encountered one. I, mean, I don't know. I might be. Right. This is why know. Shannon doesn't like Tom Brady. <laughs> Yeah. I might be quite comfortable with the perfect Brady, human. If Tom, I mean, I I actually could easily go down the road that Tom Brady is an AI person, <laughs> but not a perfect one. <laughs> but if you could, if you could convince me that anybody was an AI person walking in this world, you, Tom Brady might be it. Yep. That's funny. <laughs> well, they're now talking about... Um, AI-powered war, and that the future of totally autonomous AI-powered war is here, using ships without crews, self-directed drone swarms, artificial intelligence. I mean, what could go wrong? Uh, Skynet, baby. Skynet. Skynet. (laughs) I think when this happens, I think what, to your point, when this happens, I think after two days of battle, the opposing AIs will realize we humans really are the problem and they're coming, oh. they're coming for us. This is a bad yeah. idea. Let, let's arm mm. these robots. <laughs> this, this, this is a, this is a bad idea. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, we're, we're, we're heading that way. I mean, we already have, you know, drones being flown by human pilots miles away. Right. right in safe places it's only a matter of time before you know computers take that over um so i mean on, not to compare that but like it goes back to the same thing i was talking about it with the brothels in texas like on one hand it's good that like it's not actual people getting killed or women being exploited you know or like my uh, Friend of the show, Brad, right now is deployed, right? He's on a medical mm-hmm. ship. He's fine, but like he's deployed. Positive, negative. We're still having war. Why can't we just like not have war right. anymore? Exactly. Let's stop, <laughs> let's stop going yes. down the road of AI war. Let's just end it already. And it's yeah. like, yeah, the robots might fight each other, but guess what? There's always collateral damage. Absolutely. There's always innocence killed in war. And yeah. so that feels Don't like Don't pretend that, part- that this is a person-free war, right? right. It's just, right. yeah. Exactly. 100%. Okay, let's all take a sigh and deep breath. <laughs> oh. Longer exhales than inhales. Inhale for two, exhale for four. <laughs> I've gotten really good at it, actually. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning into Puff Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. You can access the pre- and post-show banter when Ogan remembers to post it. And visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Top cities tuning in this week are Houston, Texas, Asheboro, North Carolina, and Walnut Creek, California. What a name. Walnut Creek. Where are you from? Walnut Creek. Hmm. Out there, Walnut Creek. You can watch a video of our conversation on Facebook Live. And if you'd like to start a pup theology gathering in your town, find support and resources at puptheology.com. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Today's almost over. 
Thank God there was beer in the middle of it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it's it's nine thirty where I am. You didn't say nothing. <laughs> <sighs> All right, y'all. Thank oh you. Um, I'm gonna send you a couple ideas for next week. Sounds good. Okay. We'll chat. All right. Bye. Bye. Adieu.